When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Empire Media and Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. Now, John, it was finally the first episode of Drake and Josh for the Raiders this week, and uh, they're 1-0 when each of them scores a touchdown. Is this a winning formula? I mean, 1-0, you said it, batting 100. Winning a hundred. I think we've, we've unlocked the code here. I think this might be the key to our Super Bowl. It's, it's almost here. like more players scoring more touchdowns will inevitably help the team. Yeah, it's crazy thoughts, but it looks like it makes sense. And Kenyon Drake has finally been unlocked. So it's uh, very interesting there. But we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later. Uh, but you also know, of course, part of the normal crew here, the guy that was once known for having the biggest mouth in middle school, it is the doc, Eric Mendelson. You still got it? Where do you come up with these things? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you think of this? I don't do you know. Do you still have it? Of course I do. I'm not doing it now. You don't want to open your mouth so everybody can see how big you no. are? Okay. That's, no. that's, probably, that's, that's, for, that's for after hours. That's fine. I get it. Yeah, that's my only fans I'm making. You get to see me open my mouth wide. All right. All right. Yeah, I like it. It's old content. <laughs> uh, of course, no Bradshaw Domus tonight, but we have a man stepping up to the plate to not just replace him, but do even better. And that man is, of course, we welcome in a man that has beef jerky that if you haven't put in your mouth, you've been deprived of the best meat you'll ever taste. A shycitysports.com media manager, podcast host of One Up Fantasy, and former 670 The Score fantasy football expert, this Bears fan was able to run through fields of joy on draft night, has a relationship with a naggy individual that happens to be his his head coach, and is over the Mooney, on an up-and-coming wide receiver in the organization. Ladies and gentlemen, the media mogul, the graphics god, the people's Johnson. It is Steven Johnson. How's it going, man? I, I don't know if I've ever had an introduction that that, uh, that that's solid. <laughs> hey, man. How's it going, going gentlemen? You, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, to get things rolling. I, I, I do have to say this, though. Uh, very uh, uh, much enjoying all of the dad puns and jokes that you've been about lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, practice I, for him uh, yeah <laughs> it, i don't know like you know what there's so much like toxicity on twitter and i was just like you know what like i'm not gonna say every day but i was like a couple days a week i'm gonna try to put out a dad joke a day just like if it makes one person just like look and laugh i was like then it can be, maybe that stuff will make the space a little bit more fun so uh yeah some of them are really stupid but i i think they're hilarious 
Yeah, no, I, I I get a kick out of him when I come across him on the timeline. <laughs> so you at least have one person that does get a kick out of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I got to ask about you, man, before we dive into here. You do a lot. You got kids. You got fantasy football endeavors. You got a job. How are you balancing everything out right now with the grind of the season going on right now? That's a damn good question. Uh, I, I, obviously, uh, family comes first with everything, but uh, re- really, it's just a, a matter of uh, realizing you're not going to get much sleep along the way, being stocked up on caffeine at all hours, and uh, just kind of cramming wherever you can and, and saying goodbye to, to any other uh free time you could possibly imagine just to, to get things done in terms of the grind of the season, as we all know, doing a, a, a weekly show and, and everything uh, in between ramping up to that show, all the research and, oh, that's not even including any teams uh, that, that you might be managing as well across the season is, uh, you know, we're all, you know, neck deep in, in plenty of leagues mm-hmm. to, to, to worry about as well. So uh, I, I wish I had an answer that was, was more clear cut, but I, I honestly am just flying by the seat of my pants and praying that i don't screw up <laughs> <laughs> how many do you how many leagues are you in this year uh 24 that is Ooh, wow Ooh, yeah. oh man i mean i'm in i'm in more than i've ever been in and i'm in 15 and that's that yeah Jeez. i, mean, it, I cut myself of, off at six it's, <laughs> a, it's a lot man yeah I, I mean a lot of them are dynasty though so those aren't as 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 rough and tumble as the redrafts are um but I, I think it's just a matter of I've gotten myself into such a, a, a cruise control pattern when the season does come uh, that, you know, been playing for almost 20 years now that it's to the point of, OK, well, I know what to do. I know what to expect. And, yeah, I'm not going to be the greatest on the waiver wire. But drafting wise, I mean, you come away with a decent team. It's not as much of a concern elsewhere. Yeah. No, down you can't even root for anybody on Sunday because you either have them <laughs> or you don't, or you're playing them. Or see that—that's the beauty of it, though, is that you can't sit here and mope because you know that that you're going to get hurt. At the same time, it's going to benefit you, so it it negates everything out and kind of numbs you to the fact that there's pain headed your way at one point or another. You can only say, well, at least I won in this league this week. That's that's kind of how I've just kind of maintained that mindset uh, when, it, when it comes to doing that many. I love the balance or, or the hedge where it's like, I need CD Lamb to score more than eight, but less than 13. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just got that sweet spot. And that happened last night with Derrick Henry, and then he blew up and all of that went out the window. But you know, never bet against Derrick Henry. I think that's kind of been the MO for the last couple of years, as we all know. <laughs> that's for sure. He's been the most polarizing player in fantasy this year. It's not even close. But we've got Steven on the show tonight because we need the steady presence that he brings for what's going to be a wild week seven. So we've got a lot we're going to yeah, get into tonight, of course. Tonight's episode, we have our week six short stories, our stuff or fluff, super nerd, and our obscure tight end touchdown of the week predictions. So make sure you stay tuned for all that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which NFL player is most likely to have a burner Twitter account? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, the man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! But let's get into some headlines first before we dive into looking ahead to week seven here. Let's start with the Seahawks, who have reportedly had talks with Cam Newton, according to head coach Pete Carroll. Carroll declined to say whether they discussed terms, but there's at least some interest in bringing him to Seattle. Now, if Cam Newton were to take over the starting role for a couple weeks, do you think that could 
boost the value of Metcalf or Lockett? You think it stays the same or gets worse than what they're doing with Geno Smith? Stephen, what do you think? You know, I, I if anything, I, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a flat line situation. You're not really going to see much of a bump. You're really not going to see much of a decline. Uh, the thing that a lot of people forget about Cam Newton is the inaccuracies that come with him as a starting quarterback, especially a passing guy. And not only that, but uh, a quarterback that takes off with the ball a lot more often than, you know, Geno Smith or even what Russell Wilson does. And we know that Russell Wilson is rather mobile himself when it comes to, to getting out of the pocket and you know, throwing on the run. So really, I mean, by the time it's all said and done, you're you're looking at, you know, one to two weeks to get up to speed and really kind of open the playbook if you're going to make that kind of move. And I mean, yeah, Geno Smith's line wasn't great against the Steelers, but at the same time, I mean, what in that aside from the, the running aspect is really Cam Newton bringing to the table? Uh, it just doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense, especially as a short-term play uh, for somebody who's an outsider for me. So I, re- I really don't think it's a benefit to really anybody fantasy-wise or just in general uh, for them to make that move. Yeah, I mean, right now you saw with he was New England. He wasn't like he was making pass catchers relevant there. He was obviously relevant as far as rushing when they were in the red zone, but uh, I wouldn't expect at this point to do anything better than Geno Smith. I think you hit the nail on the head there. And hopefully Russell Wilson's back by week 10. So that way you have plenty of weeks to salvage your season. If you have obviously Russell Wilson, of course, but then, you know, Metcalf's kind of been bumped down to, it seems like a wide receiver too. Tyler Lockett's kind of now been a flex. And uh, if you drafted them, obviously that's not anywhere near what you thought they were going to be. So hopefully that changes in the next couple of weeks here. Doc, I want to go to you next for this one. The Browns are pretty banged up. Kareem Hunt is now going on IR and it's being reported that it, actually might be more than just the three weeks that he's going to miss this type of injury is expected to actually usually have a four to six week time of recovery nick chubb has already been ruled out for this thursday's game so i gotta ask you doc everybody's flooding the waiver wires here do you are you interested in dearness johnson or what about the myth known as Demetric felton you know he's a i hear he's a pretty good pass catching back do any of these guys interest you and if so which one was a guy that went Chubb and Hunt stack in a lot of leagues thinking, well, if one goes down, I have the handcuff. I can safely say I'm still thinking a lot of them. (laughs) I wouldn't spend a lot of fab on either, to be honest. A, we don't know which one is going to be the starter. B, Baker Mayfield's hurt as well. So the Browns with their skill positions are playing a lot of second, third, fourth stringers even. I just don't think they're going to be generally a very good offense. They've looked really sluggish the past couple weeks. I'd maybe spend 15% of my fab, like if you need the bye weeks and for injuries, but they've had flash moments. I know the Dearness Johnson 19 for 95 game last year, everybody's going to bring up, but I don't know how you can spend that much money for an unproven commodity in a declining offense. Yeah. I mean, I think right now people are assuming Dearness Johnson is going to be the starter right now. Demetric Felton has two carries to his name in the NFL. So it's, but he has a really nice uh, catch spin move. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great, he actually was a receiver in college, which I heard today. Um, So he's kind of being converted to a a pass catching back, but actually mostly catching passes out in the slot and not, he's kind of now transitioning to doing out of the backfield. Uh, So Steven, I I don't know if you've been looking into these guys very much. Obviously we have, uh, it's been called a a by NATO. It's been called like, uh, I think I've heard 20 different versions of how many buys there are this week. Uh, it's a, a, a by Mageddon. So 
are you interested in picking either of these guys up? The biocalypse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not not really. Uh, you know, Dearness Johnson has been okay with the the times that he has been given the ball. I think he's averaging just under five yards a clip just over his career over the last three years here. Uh, but Denver very good against the run. They're fourth against running backs and fantasy points allowed. Uh, but at the same time, I think just because of the bye week and because of just the, the mound of injuries that continue to affect the running back position, uh, as we all know, it's been hellish this year uh, in terms of how quickly all these backs have gone down. I'd say that Johnson is probably the play if you really need to plug somebody in. And I know that, heck, even for myself, um, there's a couple leagues where I looked at Kenneth Gainwell as a starter this week because mm. between injuries and buys, it's it's rough. Uh, so I'd say if, you, if you're going to make a play for at least one, it would be Johnson. I think he's going to be the guy who's going to get the bulk on Thursday night. I agree. I, that's who I would lean towards right now as well. Anybody, I will give you an applause if you can name the running back behind Dearness Johnson and Demetri, uh, could you guys name the guy? Soon to be Marlon Mack. Who knows? Could be Marlon. <laughs> oh, that, that would be a hell of a pickup. Uh, gosh, the one behind them? Ghost of Peyton Hillis. <laughs> is it is it a known name or is this like a who the hell are you? Uh, it's John Kelly, the old Rams running oh, back. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I actually <laughs> saw right? that earlier today. Yeah, I just looked now. I was like, oh wait, that's a, that's a throwback right there. <laughs> But yeah, he's, he's I guess, I guess he's the, for something happens that he, maybe he'll get a couple snaps or something, but yeah, he's, I guess there too. So if you play DFS and the 0.1% ownership, <laughs> there you go. A uh, couple other things we'll get to real quick here. Jerry Judy's going to come back. You can expect him most likely not this week, but you'll see him on the Halloween game. Uh, so in two weeks, he's going to be activated off IR. John Brown has been elevated to their active roster. So keep an eye on that. Last question I want to ask here, and John, I'm going to start with you here. Lions are 0-6. Cardinals are 6-0. and Any chance that either of them can either reach purgatory or ultimate success here? What do you think? I 17 games makes it a little bit tougher because you think as hard as it was for a team to go 16 or 16-0 and 0-16, and now it's one game tougher to continue your ineptitude or do well. So... I mean, I, it's it's a boring, easy answer, but I say no, neither of them do it. I mean, even the Jags got a, a random win off of a field goal and some sort of knuckleball field goal. So stranger things are ha- can happen than the Lions getting a win. Uh, both of their schedules, there's a chance. Like, I think the Cardinals have like two or three games that you like on paper, like, okay, I could see them losing that. But it's not like they're like, oh, yeah, like there's six or seven opponents here where they, they should be close games. Like a lot of their, the Cardinal schedule is actually pretty decent down the stretch. Uh, and then obviously with the Lions too, there's not like a very many. The Lions should games. have a win. The Lions should have a win between should. the Vikings or the Ravens. I mean, they even got close to being the 49ers. Like they're so close. You're good. They're going to pull it out one week. Steven, are you on the same thing? You think both eventually. Yeah, I looking at each of their schedules, I'd have to say the Cardinals are probably going to lose to the Packers, the Rams or the Cowboys Mm -hmm. Uh, Lions. Yeah, they're going to pick up a win somewhere along the way between the Falcons and the Vikings. Hell, even the Bears. I would hate that if that were to happen as a Bears (laughs) fan. But uh, you never know, Uh, especially with the way things are on uh, Thanksgiving Day games and the way that they come out playing every year. That's very true. I didn't realize that was a Thanksgiving game. That's the Bears Law Lions. Okay. Third That's time good. in four years. 
It's been Bears oh. Lions. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I'm good with yeah. it because it's it's much more entertaining day for me when the Bears are playing on a holiday and I can sit at home and eat to my heart's content. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love that as a Chiefs fan. I don't ever play on Thanksgiving, but I can imagine that enhancing kind of the experience. You get to watch your team play while stuff in your face. It's the ultimate take experience. take a nap. It's a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no like work, the best part. If you like beautiful things and you enjoy all the content at Triple Play Fantasy, check out all the great stuff going on on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got, our course, our baseball and basketball shows, along with the Super Fantasy Bros, Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, and the Tripwire. All the shorter content on YouTube, like Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, and much more on our YouTube channel. I think uh, we had a Coach's Corner talking about Duke basketball drop yesterday, which was pretty cool. If writing's more your style, you can go to tripplayfantasy.com where you'll see all of the great articles from our talented writers. And you can stay in the know-how by following the account on social media at tripplayfantasy that Doc runs. Now, in the quest to be the best fantasy football show on Twitter, I have three important goals. One, we've got to be delicious and looking like a snack. Two, we have to make sure that we're simple enough that even a person without fantasy football degree can follow. And three, by gosh, you have to look good in a t-shirt and you have to kiss the biceps. Now, with this show, by God, I think we hit all three of those. Just be careful and don't show this podcast to your mama because she might just go to bed and wake up being a starting linebacker for the 49ers. So <laughs> there's there's always like three parts to, to David's plugs and you can, he does the normal plug and then his, his tone changes and he does his like joke and you're like, okay, this is a little <laughs> off the rails. And then there's the third turn where it just really goes off the rails at the end. I don't would know what it? goes through this guy's mind. Would you have it any other way? There we go. Two All lefts there. don't make a right, but three do. That, that, that's, <laughs> I, I'm going to start using that expression. That's awesome. Oh, he is going to use it next week for I, sure. I don't know if you made that up, but that's actually that's absolutely hilarious. Uh, old school Reliant K album. Oh, yeah. okay. I dig it. Oldie. <laughs> um, if you're enjoying the show, you'll stick with us on the live version. If you're on the podcast version, we got a pair of bills. So we'll jump into our week, week six preview right after this quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. So we're starting off, of course, as we always do here with a uh, cool story, bro. This is our week six short stories. It's your 60 second spiel. You can talk about a victory lap, uh, something that surprised you. Anything that you want to share, this is a safe space. So, Stephen, you're the guest. We'll start with you. What's your week six short Man. story? Yeah, God, yeah, put me on the on the pressure here. You know, I I, uh, I I will say this. I had the chance to go and see the Bears Packers game live at Soldier Field on Sunday. I can sit here and yell out all my meatball takes that I could possibly imagine about how terrible. The officiating was in that game and the miss, the ghost offsides that was not called and everything in between. However, I will say this, the Bears offense is broken and there is no better time than now to sell Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney and every single piece 
to this offense if you are holding on to them in any of your fantasy leagues. Because I tell you what, watching it on TV and then seeing it in person and just watching the field develop, it ain't good. And it's not going to be good, especially working with a rookie quarterback who is still obviously going through the motions, despite the fact that he is showing some promise and he is showing the capabilities of why they drafted him to be that guy of the future. But, oh, man, it was a rough and tumble situation on Sunday, and it just kind of ate me alive the fact that it had to happen against the Packers of all teams. Were you you within uh, distance of Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you? I've always no, I was not. I was up in the (laughs) nosebleeds because if he wasn't one of the 30 people flipping him off, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'd say it's in the tens of thousands that were probably flipping him off there. (laughs) But uh, no, I if you want to sit down there, you have to give up the uh, the name of your firstborn and uh, (laughs) kidney as well. If you want to sit that close to the field for a Bears Packers game at Soldier Field, okay, I got to ask you, I'll put you on the spot again here. Yeah, if you have Justin Fields in a redraft league. He was being talked about as a potential league winner. Everybody was trying to draft him at the end of their draft because of what he could do when he became the starter. Is it time to cut bay with him in redraft leagues? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Without a doubt in my mind, uh, it is time to cut bay. Just with the way that they want to kind of keep him as a game manager right now, slowly get him more acclimated to the league, not necessarily allow him to take as many shots downfield with the ball. Uh, it, it blew my mind, especially even in Scott Fishbowl, the amount of people that were picking up Justin Fields early on in drafts. Oh, him and Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, both of them. I'm like, what are you doing? Like this, I, yeah, I get needing to take a risk because going chalk isn't necessarily going to work. But at the same time, like this ain't it, especially with Matt Nagy, who is play calling before he got, uh, you know, run over by the rails and, and finally gave up play calling duties. But there, there's still so much wrong with that offense and the personnel that they put out on the field. I mean, I can tell you how many times they sat out there with six linemen because their five starting linemen are that bad at pass protection. Uh, so, I mean, that right then and there, how many times Alex Bars had to come onto the field and report eligible just so they could have that extra blocker. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a, a positive situation for this year. So redraft, absolutely time to cut bait. All right. You heard it there first. As someone that has Justin Fields stashed in a few redraft leagues, I'm listening. And uh, definitely, especially with all the buys, now I, I might have to go ahead and do that and not hold on to the backup quarterback that I'm hoping I would be able to sell later on there. It makes sense. Johnny, what about you? What's your short story? So, so I don't know if it's because kickers are worse or even better because, you know, even Justin Tucker's setting records, but I feel like there's been a ton of overtime and close games decided by field goals this year, like beyond what I'm used to seeing, like uh, a ton of overtime games. And then even, you know, Justin Tucker, like I said, you know, the Jags, of all people with some sort of no-name kicker, he's hitting game-winning field goal. I don't know if – but then you have the flip side where, you know, that one game where the Packers missed like five field goals. Well, I was going to say, isn't the it last week there was like a, a record amount of extra points missed? Yeah, so I don't know if they're actually getting better, but it kind of seems like it. But I don't know. I, so I, just, I just don't understand how they can miss extra points and then – you know, hit game game winning knuckleball kicks that that curve in and out. <laughs> it is pretty wild right now, and I think this has been a record. I think there's been an overtime game every week the first six weeks of the season. So that's I don't think it's ever happened. So uh, it's been a wild year so far, to say the least. Doc, what's yours? Well, Stephen, I mentioned I'm going to the Scott Fishbowl. 
So I beat the number two guy in the entire Scott Fishbowl last week. Gave him his only wow. loss. Wow. But I have a trend. I have a trend of dropping starting running backs before. So I dropped <laughs> Daryl Williams and then had to pick him back up. I dropped Damian Williams the week before and had to pick him up. And last week I dropped Demetric Felton. And now I'm going to try and pick him <laughs> back up right in time as we're yeah. playing our favorite guy. Well, I say we. Well, I'm playing <laughs> our favorite guy, Adam Rank, this week. Oh, now Adam's boy. listening to the pod, but I'm going to send him a DM, letting him know that he's, his ass is going down this week. We're four <laughs> and five in the standings, and after my dub, he's going to be below me for the rest of the season. Oh, I like it. That's a lot of name dropping, a lot of victory lapping. Good for you. <laughs> I, the, the victory laps aren't for me dropping players. It's me being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, it, it could be worse. I mean, I, I had J.K. Dobbins. I had to pick up Tyson Williams. I had CMC. He's out now. I, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you, except with running backs. I, I, I don't know who I'm starting this week. I really don't because I have Chubb, too. It's, so it's an, I'm, I'm, it's I'm an awful feeling that I've wasted 45% of my fab going after players that were on my roster the week before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll keep mine short as I usually try to. Um uh, the one part I'll touch on Scott Fishbowl. I've never been zero and six in a league in my <laughs> Do life. You keep saying this every. And I'm 0 and 6. I've never been zero and seven. I've, I've, I've I mean, never I've, been zero and I'm eight. winless, and it's nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Like, like I I picked up Cordero Patterson before he had his big game, like as a free agent. I freaking uh, I bench Miles Gaskin the week he goes off. I would have won if I had kept him in the first week. I didn't play him. Uh, last week, if Cordero Patterson is on his bye, that cost me because I, did, I had to play Miles Gaskin and he did nothing. Like, uh, I drafted Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk. Like, it's oh, it's just absolutely nuts. Um, it's it's been quite a year to say the least. Uh, the other thing on the bright note is DFS has been feeling really good lately. And you know, sometimes if you if you do a daily fantasy, you get in like a zone and you feel like the million is is within your grasp. And last night. Uh, I had the right combination as far as I had five of the six guys uh, and I was able to place in the top couple hundred there in one of my entries. And uh, like, it's one of those where I'm like, I feel like it can happen. So that little optimistic hope you have is sometimes all you need, but uh, I feel good about it. I feel good about my DFS takes here recently. So uh, that's our victory laps and our short stories. Let's go to our next segment here. And that's what we call stuff or fluff. So I actually got some new sounds. Buy this or sell. Yeah, that's right. There's everybody has stuff or fluff, this or that, news or noise. This is that's our version. So this is our fluff noise. I don't think we can get copyrighted for the ice cream man. And then uh and then our stuff. It, it might be because of Halloween, but it kind of feels like a horror movie whenever you start playing uh, ice cream music or Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean maybe I'm fitting the Halloween vibes there, but Anyway, you know how these go. I'm going to read you a statement. You tell me if it's stuff or fluff. John, make sure you actually use the verbiage that's for this segment. So <laughs> we're, we're going to start with you, John, because the first one is about a Las Vegas Raider. Darren Waller will not be a top three tight end rest of season. Is this stuff or fluff? Okay, that, that was the first thing I was going to ask because the thing you sent us was top tight end. And I was like, well, what does he qualify as, as top tight end? But top three, I think it's stuff that he won't be. And I think I phrased that correctly because the offense just looks almost 
too explosive with too many options where it's no longer the Darren Waller show throwing in some Aguilar. Like Henry Ruggs is, is doing contested catches. Brian Edwards is doing third and fourth down catches. And it's it's no longer just the Waller show. And while everybody focuses on on him, the improvement of all their younger receivers is really just taking away all his all his yards, targets, and touchdowns. And if you get into overtime, then it it's the Brian Edwards show, like you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, fourth, I mean fourth it's the fourth quarter in overtime is is Brian Edwards. Third down is Hunter Renfro. First down <laughs> is uh Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I mean spoken from the Raiders fan there. I, I think I mean he's the only tight end that's had at least seven targets in every game he's played this season. There's one game Kelsey had six. Uh, so that's kind of had He just had five targets against Denver. Uh, I, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I wrote this before they had their game. Um, but Fact he's, check. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> good. Go away for call me out on that. But anyway, uh, I think obviously you're right. I've, they're spreading the ball a lot more this year. I think that's been something that's huge. He actually does, at least going into week six, he had the biggest discrepancy between expected fantasy points and actual fantasy points among tight ends, according to PFF. So you know that there probably could be some positive regression coming. He's had a minimum of, did he have, he had at least four catches and 45 yards against Denver, if I'm not mistaken. He still had that. Um, yeah, that's that's nothing to write home about. <laughs> I mean, it's this position that's as, like lacking people at, at tight end. I, I mean, that's pretty solid to have you know, an, an eight and a half PPR floor every week at the very least. I'm not saying he's worth the second or third round that you took pick that you took, but um, I mean, George Kittle hasn't even been playing and he was the consensus <laughs> three TJ Hawkinson looked like the next big thing. And he's been an absolute oh, garbage pain. ever since the first couple of weeks of the season. He had so, some like, yards last week, but I, I'm just, what I'm saying like, I, I still think he's been pretty decent. I'm not saying he's, he's been a difference maker, but he's still been okay. Doc, is this stuff or fluff? I mean, I, I think it's fluff. Right now he's tight end four, two points behind Dalton Schultz, who's been very touchdown dependent. Like Darren Waller isn't going to get 19 targets like he did week one, but you'd mentioned prior to last seven targets in all of his games. So I don't know. I mean, besides there's Kelsey, Andrews has been good this year, and then there's a tier wide open below that. So I, I think no problem. He has a – you know, a five for 81 in touchdown game. He probably is tight end three again. I just don't see the Raiders doing the long plotting drives where he gets, you know, two or three catches for 15 yards a pop on the same drive. They're just, they like lead the league in explosive plays. It's or second to the Ravens or something. It's just really, really quick strike. And it doesn't really give him the opportunity to get all those, you know, mid, mid-level catches that he was expecting last year. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move to the next one here. Darrell Williams is a must-add over Khalil Herbert. Both of them expected to have short-term roles. I mean, Darrell Williams turns into a longer-term one here. Uh, but both of them, if as they're expected to lead their backfield, seem to be uh, uh, money in the bank right now. So, Stephen, if you have them both on the waiver wire, is that stuff or fluff that Darrell Williams is a must-add over Herbert? Mm, yes. Uh 
I, I always get all the Williams confused, no matter what <laughs> happens. Uh, it's no like a it's a popular last name or something like Johnson. yeah. It's like who the hell name who's their last name Williams? It's so so rare. Uh, I I would say that that he is uh, the the play over Herbert. Uh, Herbert looked pretty damn good on Sunday, uh, the way he was cutting, and especially uh, when you compare to what Damian Williams was doing, the other Williams uh, that's floating around out there. I do believe that Khalil Herbert's going to get the bulk of the carries uh once damian williams does come off covid uh but daryl williams just seems to to have it and especially in that offense uh where outside of ceh it's historically produced some pretty decent running backs. so i'd say that that's probably the play and hell even before ceh got injured we saw williams stealing away quite a few as well so i'd say that is uh stuff there for williams being the ad over herbert yeah, it's been very interesting. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was basically sharing a workload with Williams when healthy. Like you mentioned, he averaged 41 snaps per game for the first four games. Obviously got hurt in week five. Darrell Williams in his first game as the lead back had 59 snaps, 18 more than than uh, Edwards-Hilaire's average. So they're giving him both of their roles. And he's getting involved in the passing game. I had three catches in this first start, which is as many as Edwards-Hilaire had in any game that he started. So got to think that that's there. And I think the Chiefs really like that Darrell Williams doesn't give them very many negative plays on the ground. He may not be flashy. You saw 21 for 62 in his first game, but he he's a churner. He'll give you three or four yards and make positive plays for you just to keep the defense honest there. So I think they like that. Obviously, he's better in pass protection right now. I think that's the reason I'm a little bit more optimistic on him is because maybe Edwards Hilaire comes back and if Williams does uh, over the next two games, you know, the Chiefs win both those games and he looks decent, you could see a changing of the guard and Edwards Hilaire phased out to more of a, a backup role, which as an Edwards Hilaire truther uh, hurts very much. I, I do love how it's a question on if the Chiefs win the next two games. I mean, I just, it's just fun. <laughs> I mean, there was even a point there on Sunday where yeah. they it looked like they met a loss to Washington. It's like, yeah. oh my God, who broke the chip? And this is this is the same team everybody was saying seventeen and zero is a real possibility. Uh, you just you loving you're loving every second of that as a Raiders fan, aren't you? So you go ahead and you enjoy it while you can. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, the Peoples Jones, Johnny, is he for it's real? The, he's the Peoples Jones. But um, I mean, obviously not this week with. Baker throwing with a, a broken shoulder, but moving forward, he certainly could be, you know, uh, the, the guy to target because it's, it's not really, you know, it's pretty, pretty much up for grabs. No one's super established, establishing themselves as a go-to target. And he's the people's Jones. He's hot and they'll ride the hot hand. You four catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns. One of those being the 57 yard hail Mary, which I know it's a can't cherry pick stats, but if you take that away, his final line was three if, catches. If you take away his good plays, then you yeah. know, what are you left with? <laughs> you take that away, it's it's three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown, which obviously is very different in the box score. The Browns were 0 for 11. This was from ESPN Stats and Info. 0 11 on Hail Marys over the last decade before that play. So I don't know if you can count on that happening again. So that's um, the winds of change, David. You know, he's bringing some, some good luck. Yeah, Doc, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is there and you need a – bye week fill in this week is he somebody that you're putting any money on I would, I would put a little bit on him just because he's starting wide receiver you talk about you take that away and his box score looks a little different 
He's also caught nine out of his 11 targets the past couple games, which is an 82% catch rate. I don't think that's going to keep up. Um, Once again, I don't expect a lot out of this Browns offense. They're down to their second and third stringers. So it's a bye week fill in, yes, but I wouldn't break the bank thinking that he's going to be a wide receiver handcuff. Does his high catch rate earn him more targets, though? It might. Jarvis Landry's supposed to be back, too, this week, supposedly. So keep an eye on that as far as if that could hurt his target share and if Odell Beckham plays. But who's to say, like, the Browns don't use two or three tight end sets? Like, they could use Hooper and Njoku or sub them in with Harrison Bryant. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Obviously, there's a lot of questions in that Browns offense as it stands today. Let's hit one more. And let's talk about Jonathan Taylor, JT, who right now looks legit, looks like an absolute monster. Steven, stuff or fluff? I'm getting back to the verbiage here because we got away from it again. Stuff or fluff? Is he a top five running back rest of season? I'd have to say stuff uh, for, for two different reasons. You have the fact that he might be the only running back left standing by the end of the year at the rate that injuries continue to happen. Uh, and just the fact that he, he looks good when given the opportunity to actually run the ball. I mean, his, his season high right now is 17 carries in a game, which is nothing, uh, especially for a guy of Taylor's stature and, and what he's able to do. Yeah, it was the Texans. He was able to run all over him. But at the same time, he plays in a very weak AFC South. And that's mm-hmm. something that you have to take into account. And, and again, when you when you look down the entire list, they still have two games against the Jaguars, another against the Texans, and another against the Titans. I'd say that he's probably in line for some pretty strong games that are going to leave him in line for a top five finish. It very much looking like it. Uh, you touched on what he did against the Texans over 10 yards a carry, two touchdowns, five touchdowns in his last three games. Uh, he's the RB five right now. And that's despite only having four being a 14th or 15th among running backs and touches per game at 14 per game right now. So if you imagine if he gets anything closer to 20, which is what he should get, hopefully, that he can go even higher than the RB5. So um, Feed he's very Marlon efficient. Mack so he can get traded and be useful <laughs> on my bench. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Doc, you were a big JT guy. Once the uh, kind of some stuff happened later on in the preseason, you backed off a little bit and let him slide. Are you back in on JT? Yeah, I mean, he was my RB3 um, heading into the year, obviously, the injuries. But I think it's fluff. And, you know, the volume is one thing, but I think it's only a matter of time before Carson Wentz gets hurt and actually has to miss games. Like, it's amazing with his foot issue and spraining both ankles that he's been this durable in playing games. But I don't think it's going to keep up the entire season. I think when Jacob Eason has to step in, they're going to stack the box. Paris Campbell is going to miss a significant amount of time. Who knows if T.Y. can be healthy over a long period. So I think just because he's going to be the focal point of opposing defenses – Without Quentin Nelson, I just don't think he's going to have the production that we've seen the past three weeks. And it's yeah. actually gotten worse. Brent Hundley is now the backup. Eason was released today. Really? Yeah, yeah. I actually was going to mention that. Yeah, you. Uh, there's no more days. Missed it in the news and notes. Yeah. I, 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 uh, Kevin's video on Jacob Eason is <laughs> not going to get any more views. <laughs> Jacob Eason, QB1, we might have to take that down. Yeah. Uh, sorry, QB1 Kevin. in Seattle, let's go. <laughs> The great stuff for Fluff, guys. We're going to go to our next segment. You're here, skipping we... the Seals Jones? He's the no, Seals we, Jones. No, we got to move on here. I think everybody <laughs> thinks Ricky's the, the Seals Jones is uh, definitely a must-add going forward here. Yes. But 
Let's go to our next. We could have had Peoples Jones and Seals Jones in the same same segment, but well, John, you didn't deprive them. You did say it. <laughs> Let's go to our next segment here, and that's what we call Super Nerd. Nerd alert! All right, so Super Nerd. Uh, we always try to like rotate some segments in the back end of the show here. Should have had this Peter Howard in for this segment. Oh yeah, that would have been good. So this is for you can give us a super nerdy stat that the casual player might not realize when they're setting their lineups this week. Steven, if you have one stat that you have or, or that you think might be good for fantasy players to know when a guy that they're kind of on the verge of potentially starting or any gambling advice for a stat, whatever you got for us. Uh, I, I will say that I really, really, really like Teddy Bridgewater on Thursday night this week. The Cleveland defense has been horrific against quarterbacks the last couple of weeks, allowing eight passing touchdowns and well, well above anyone else in the league in points allowed per game to quarterbacks more than seven points than the next closest team, which is the Miami Dolphins. You have Baker Mayfield with an injured shoulder. I don't think that offense is going to go much of anywhere, especially with Chubb and Hunt out. It is going to be an offensive bloodfest for the Denver Broncos on Thursday night against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I like it. So Teddy Bridgewater in the captain spot, potentially. Yes. Okay, I dig it. Doc, you have zero stats. David, just skip me in this segment. I couldn't find it. Yeah, you know, it was a busy day. Had to, t- had to take your dog out for a walk. Had to call AAA. So I said, okay, this is this is the segment I'm going to skip on tonight. Uh, you like how I made sure people knew that. But there you go. Johnny, do you have one? I have a couple if, if you... Uh... So I, I was just going to use this as an opportunity to troll David and the Chiefs and just remind everyone that they lead the league in turnovers. And Patrick Mahomes has more interceptions than McCorkle Jones, which I hope that continues all season. One, because I think it's funny that he's throwing so many picks. And two, because I love to say McCorkle Jones. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't expect less from you, Johnny. There. Uh, a couple stats I'll, I'll give you guys here. Uh, Bill Belichick is going against uh, Zach Wilson again. If you remember, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. Rookie quarterback stat. You know the rookie quarterback stat I'm going to say? I think so, maybe. He's only given up 300 or more yards passing to a rookie quarterback twice in his career, once to Russell Wilson and once to Davis Mills in the Bill Belichick's career. I I am just praying we don't get more seeing ghost memes. Like, that was funny for, like, a little bit, but then everybody started doing it, and it's like, okay, settle down. You're at – the Patriots are at home this week, and you have to expect they're going to give him a completely different look and mess with him, I'm sure. Uh so I think Patriots D is a huge smash this week. Then if for those betting people out there, not only are the Cardinals six and zero, but as far as the uh, oh, I did see this. They that they they're won five all the and one. Tosses. Yeah, they're five and one, uh, which is tied tied them for second best in the NFL as far as like their betting lines. So oh, uh, I was going to say they've won the coin toss every week. Oh well, that's a cool stat too. That's but, weird. Wow, their AT uh, S mark is tied for second so best. So that's in a all prop five. bet. Yeah, so their line is right now minus 17. So even though it's a big line, they're hitting it. So that might be something you might want to look at. I did that for you, Doc, because you're the gambler on the show. Oh, thanks, David. If you win any money, I expect half of it. All right. (laughs) Let's move to one of our last segments of the night. It's become a staple here. And uh, the guy who's been very hot with it right now is actually not on the show. He, I think, is he is he three for three right now? Has Brad gotten the last three? Who did right? he guess? Who did he guess last week? He got um, 
who did he guess? It was um I'm looking right now. It was I, my issue is I'm trying to go too obscure. Like I want to capture that Foster Moreau magic of the first Yeah, that's what I've been trying like, to do. Somebody completely <laughs> random, which just makes it impossible because there's a reason that they're bad. <laughs> well, I'll I won't leave people in the dark anymore. It's gonna get really weird. This is really weird because it's the obscure tight end touchdown of the week. The rule for this is you have to pick a tight end rostered in 50% or less of ESPN leagues to score a touchdown. Anybody that needs to punt at tight end and play something. Doc and I are still have a big fat zero on the board here. Hey, I'm feeling good this week. And uh, Johnny, you have one. You picked your fo- your Foster Moreau call. I, and I've been trying to chase that that Foster Moreau like second string tight end magic the entire season, and it's just it's not working. And Brad's gotten the last three. He got Hunter Henry, then Tommy Trimble, and Ricky Seals Jones last week. And Jen Pianchetti got the guests on the board picking Zach Ertz last week. So, uh, Doc, I don't know what we're doing. We got to fix it up here. Steven, you're the guest. See if you can help the guests catch up here and get number two. Who would be your obscure tight end pick to score this week? Mm, There's a couple that, that, that scream out to me. Uh, The one that I like, and I think he's slowly going to start getting more involved, especially with kind of a a soft couple weeks coming up here. Uh, The rookie out of Carolina, Tommy Tremble. I like Tommy Tremble this week against the New York Giants. Oh, all right. I mean, he he worked a few weeks ago for Brad and he's still under the 50% as though he qualifies. Going back to the Tremble well, I dig it. I like it. Johnny. So I didn't check uh, to make sure he's under 50, but I figured with Hunter Henry taking off, everybody's just doing a little switcheroo. So I think it's against the grain because uh, Hunter Henry has been doing so well. You know Bill Belichick changes it up, and then it's Johnny Smith. Oh, Johnny Smith. I think he did drop to under 50% now with how bad he is. I just figured everybody's flip-flopping. Oh, he's 54 on ESPN? We'll give it it till after the waiver period today. (laughs) There you go. Expect a 5% drop. A 5% drop as everybody picks up Hunter Henry. (laughs) Johnny, should should you do a prop bet on him? Anytime touchdown? And anytime touchdown? Isn't this what this whole game is? What do you mean? Well, no, no. Like, like I'm saying, actually, <laughs> He's talking about actually betting. Are, money. are you that confident that oh. you would play an anytime touchdown bet? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I love that. Uh, Doc, who's your pick? I'm going Ross Dwelly from the 49ers. We're playing the Colts Sunday night. George Kittle's out. His three catches on the year, zero touchdowns. The fourth <laughs> one is going to be in the end zone. I, I actually feel really good this week. That's a good pick. I actually really like <laughs> I, that. I was looking at Austin Hooper, and I just had to laugh at his stat line last week. Was three catches for four yards, which oh, is just un- it's almost tough, like to not even fall forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's Remember awesome. that one good year he had in Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, and then he got paid. That feels like ages ago. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> Uh, I'm going CJ Uzoma. Who, oh, he's been hot, though. I get it. He's under 50%. He did score, but the reason I'm picking him, and the analytics route hasn't worked yet, but Baltimore's given up 64 targets, which is seven more than the next closest team. A third of those are Darren Waller in the Probably, game one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a, uh, they've given up four touchdowns, which is the second most in the NFL to tight ends. You got to think that with their good corners that they're going to focus on their wide receivers. Maybe Uzoma goes under the radar and scores uh, going in the slot. That's my call. I I need to get off. I need to get on the board here. Uh, it's embarrassing that Doc and I come here every week and haven't gotten one right oh, no. through 
six or through seven. We'll be seven weeks if we don't get this one right. So, uh, yeah, that, I'll we're keep an eye and make sure Johnny Smith drops under 50%. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, let's go to our second to last segment of the night, and that's going to be our question of the week. All right, our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy, an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest-growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Triple Play. And if you're like me, I started playing again last night after taking some Monkey Knife Fight time off, and I put a two and a half over touchdown bet between Derek. Are you Henry's... allowed to call it an over, David? Oh, I'm, I'm more than more than. Thank you, more than <laughs> bet on Derrick Henry, Stefan Diggs, and Zach Moss, combining to score more than three touchdowns, $2 net me 18 bucks. So that, that was a, a nice little bet there. So go ahead and do this stuff like that on Monkey Knife Fight and use our code. Um, all right, our question this week, which NFL player is most likely to have a burner account? So <laughs> this is a very this is an interesting question. Steven, I'm going to give you a chance to think. Doc, I'm going to go to you first since this was your question. Who do you have in mind? So I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster because he's probably the least likely he's person ju- you think would. TikTok yeah. star, you know, so positive, like a kid at heart. But he catches so much slack on Twitter. And, of course, for his image, he's not going to say anything from Wrong his answer, verified right. account. But he probably has the burners to troll the TikTokers that make fun of him. Doc, I, just because it's you, how did you not Speaking say Speaking of TikTok, running? can you believe Jackson Mahomes was dancing on the, the <laughs> Oh, Taylor God. Wait, dude, I'm interested to hear where should I have gone with this? Richard Sherman. No, because Richard Sherman will tweet out from his no, you, you saw he doesn't have a, a burner because he, he got roasted by He did get roasted. I, I followed that guy from our account. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, my hero. Johnny, who's your pick? Yeah, so like uh, the first reaction has to be a wide receiver because it's just the diva position. But we mm-hmm. know it's not DK Metcalf again because he exposed himself to Shannon <laughs> Sharp. <was> great. <laughs> so I was actually going a little flip flop, Hunter Renfro, but not to like talk trash. He just gives like 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 financial advice and like accounting help on Twitter. He just he has a burner that's just all accounting based. Oh my God. I did not know this was the, this direction was just going to go for this question. <laughs> Hunter Renfro with the burner to help people. I feel like that's yeah, like, no, it, all he does is just do like accounting stuff. Like he, like somebody will chime in and he'll be like, Oh, FIFO. <laughs> oh my wow, that's, gosh. that's wild. Steven, who do you think? So, so most likely or least likely? Most, most likely. likely. Most likely. Uh, there are times where I wonder if Alan Robinson's burner is actually his agent's account <laughs> because all of a sudden at the end of the game, it'll be three, three targets. That's it. That's all you can get your star wide receiver and just things like that. And you're like, okay, like you're a little too loud for an agent. And I understand he's in a contract year, but like there's times where I just kind of look at it and like, uh, yeah. Is his agent verified? No. Oh, that has to be then. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like you just look at him, you're like, is are are you his only like is 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 Ellen Robinson his only client? Is that why he's so vocal? But there's just times where he just like shut up. Like you're pissed about the Bears winning, but your dude only getting like three or four targets. Like, come on, like let's 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 get it together here. Something doesn't make sense. 
That's funny. Yeah, the fact that he's not verified now makes it a huge question mark. Uh, because you never know, Allen Robinson going to be disguising that, like you said. So that's that's actually very interesting. Uh, let's go to the last segment of the night here, and that's going to be our game of the week. Don't worry, John. No copyright infringement. I got it online. I don't know what it's from. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. That's what I'm I saying. To. I cut it too. I cut it too. Soon. Not super friends. All right, Doc. You are hosting our game this week. What are we playing? So I think it's funny. I'm not think it's funny, but we all plant our flags. We all have our rankings, and they change week by week. We're about almost halfway through the season. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a player. I'm going to tell you what their preseason ranking was according to Fantasy Pros. And, that, and then you have to tell me where they're actually ranked. So if you get closest, you're going to get a point. But if you get it on the money, you're going to get two points. Sound good? All right. So we got six good, here, and we have a seventh for a tiebreaker. We're going to go David, John, Stephen, John, Stephen, David, et cetera. Sound good? All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. So the first is – What's the name and, of this game, by the way? Um, you have to have that, a catchy name. Uh, TBD. Okay. Uh, the first one, and this was inspired because I looked at uh, our Tampa Bay Bucks video the other day, David, where oh, you're planting your flag on Ronald Jones, speaking <laughs> like he's an absolute must draft over Fournette. Preseason, he was RB23. What it running back is he actually? And this is PPR, by the way. Okay. Um, I'm going to say he's RB51. John? High on him. I was going to say RB42. And Steven. I think he's like RB60. <laughs> he's been bad. <laughs> you guys were all higher on him. He's RB66. Oh, my God. <laughs> Having a negative game definitely doesn't help that. <laughs> all right, so Steven's on the board first. He's not even an RB3. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's been rough. <laughs> all right, so the next one, we're beginning with John. Mike Davis. Preseason, he was RB22. I'm going to go 42 again. Okay. Uh, Steven? I know he's actually been relatively decent in terms of the yardage that he's gained this year. Uh, what, he, said, he, started, he was at 32? No, no. He was at RB22. Oh, 22? Okay. Yeah. Um, John, what did you say? I said 42 again. 42? I'm going to go 33. Okay. And David? The first number that popped in my head was 31. Man, Steven, yeah. you you are good. He's RB34, one away. Oh, Ooh. man. All right. Man, he, he wiping the floor with y'all. Steven needs to add this into his uh, Twitter profile. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, guest extraordinaire. <laughs> TV <Yeah>. champion. <laughs> All right, the next one, and Steven will begin with you on this. All right. Robbie Anderson, preseason. Oh, he was wide receiver 33. What is he now? Oh, it's not good. I know that. Um Mm. 59. Okay. David? I'm going to say 64. Okay, and John? I know he's got two touchdowns, though, which may throw a wrench into it, even if one was like his second catch of the whole game. I'm going to say 53. Wow, David, you edged Steven out by one spot on this. He's wide receiver 62. There we go. We're on the board, baby. All right. The next one, and we're going back to David to start with this, Allen Robinson, speaking of. 
He was wide receiver 11 preseason. What is he now? Not 11. <laughs> yeah, that's a good day. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he's wide receiver 73. Okay. John? I think he's in the 70s. Wide receiver 69. Okay. Steven? 55. Wide receiver 53. Steven, you're oh. within one or two of all these. Jesus, I was way off. I thought he was a little I, I, he had He had the one big game, and then he had another touchdown sprinkled in there, and you know they've been trying to feed him the ball. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you guys are – David, you're going to need the last two to tie him up on this, um, and we're going to begin game. with John on this. This is actually – I'll give you a hint. This is a positive one. Chuba Hubbard, RB52 preseason. Chuba. What is he now? Not, I'm not just going to be a Debbie Downer for all these. Yeah. <laughs> 35. Okay. Steven? Oh, 28. And David? I was going to say 29. 29? Yeah. John gets a point. He's RB36. Oh, oh wow. no way. I'm surprised he's that low. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I thought he'd be in the 20s. All right. The last one, and David or John, if you get this on the money, then we go into an OT. Oh, Emmanuel God. Sanders, he was wide receiver 76 in the preseason. What is he now, Stephen? We begin with you. Um, 35. Okay, David? I'm either really off or I have a shot at this. I think he might have creeped into the top 20. I'm going to say he's 17. He really? Oh, God. Okay. 17? That's I think he, God. And John? Now, now you. I was going to go forty-two again, but now you got me all, all confused. What did you say, Stephen? Thirty-five. 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 Seventeen. Let's go twenty-three. Please don't make me sound like an idiot. If he's in the top twenty. I'm you are an idiot, him. David. He's wide receiver thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got one more for fun. We're under an hour. You guys want to get this in real quick? Sure. He's a quarterback. Sure, yeah. okay. Carson Wentz. QB 28 preseason. What is he now? David, we begin with you. Uh, God, I have to redeem myself from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Top 20. I'll, I'll say he's QB 17. Okay. John? I'll go. I feel like QB gets much more congested. Like you can see It is congested. Yeah. yeah. Quarterback. What do you say, David? 18. I'll go quarterback 16. Well, I did say 17, but. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you did. Steven? I, I feel like he missed a game, so I'm going to say 20. Johnny on the money. QB, 16. So I actually win then. <laughs> no. Because I mean, we Steve, did the extra. Steven still no, had I'm four. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Steven still had four with you getting that bonus, too. <laughs> I'm glad that you got one on but at the least I passed. At least I passed David. Yeah, that is apparently not my game at all. Uh, yeah, you are awful. But uh, Stephen, of course, gets gets the uh, the crowd ovation. Nice job. Way to way to take that down and make John and I look pretty bad there. But um, on that I note, I only lost by one, David. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need the bonus one. Uh, but Stephen, on that note, I really appreciate you coming on this show tonight. It was it was a ton of fun to be able to have you on with this uh, with us for the this episode. Absolutely, thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a fun hour. And uh, before we get out of here, please plug everything you're doing, where they can find you on Twitter and all the great stuff that you're working on. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Steven with the PH underscore Roto. 
Uh, you can find my work at shycitysports.com, covering everything Chicago sports, as well as anything on Twitter regarding graphics or video or anything of the like. And then if you like beef jerky, if you like snack sticks, check out johnselginmarket.com. My, uh, the URL is in my Twitter profile. 34 varieties of flavors. I can speak firsthand that it is some of the best. Actually, it's probably the best beef jerky I've ever had. And you have like gator beef jerky too, right? You got some like exotic ones too. Gator, boar, ostrich, elk, all, all sorts of different things. I love it. Nothing, nothing mainstream. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, again, great guy. Great guy on Twitter. Great person, great person. and um, does great work. Uh, so make sure you check him out and all his stuff he does if you have not already. Everybody that watches Triple Play Fantasy, you listen to the podcast, ever you consume us each week. We appreciate you, of course. Next week, we'll be back with another great guest to break down week seven. But until then, everyone be safe out there. Enjoy your seven hours of commercial free football. And we're going to make like a bread truck. Make like a bread and truck we're gonna... and haul these buns. Oh, there you go, Johnny. You're <laughs> alerting. Catch you guys next week. <laughs>